Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Controllers and Couches. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> kept everyone waiting. We're Controllers and Couches. I'm one half of the couch. Um, full metal chicken. The pillows. I think be the controllers. I could be the controllers. Oh, and, true. Yeah. And true. Uh, yeah, we are we are back for another fun-filled Halloween extravaganza. Halloween extravaganza, that thing, extravaganzas. Um, so, yeah, no, it's sort of slowly getting back on, on board. Yeah. Little, little, well, I can't even English on. Oh, most recent, the episode we recorded last week goes live this Sunday. Yeah, so, so it's working. Um, also, apologies in advance, everyone. I'm expecting a couple of deliveries today, so if we have to pause, that'll be... Watch it before. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, hi, how you doing? Ah, yeah. Dramas. Yeah. Do. Ah, so sad. So sad. So much sadness. So much sadness. Considering that, I don't know if anyone listening or any of our listeners or any other people who don't listen to this, <laughs> if they have not realised yet. My favourite kind of style of gameplay is run, cause explosions. <laughs> and it was... Basically, of... if you're new to the herd... The C4 got Welcome to Season 6. Oh, I downloaded the update, have not played. I'm going to stream that this afternoon. Yeah. Um, I saw Mark Clark throw a C4. It made it a metre. And it just went straight down. And now it beeps and gives beep, people beep. warning. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Spray and pray, mother truckers. They took the origin oh. off floor drops. Um, they nerfed it. They nerfed the shit out of it. But I'm more upset about C4 because they say, oh, people don't use it tactically. They just, you know, use it as a grenade. No, I use it tactically. I do so much funny shit with C4. All right, let's talk about the more important oh. things, all right? There's going to be a Halloween event starting yes. the 20th of October. Yep. Uh, allegedly, it's got something to do with zombies. Uh, also, on top Bell of downs. that, we ha- oh, there you go, thank you. Uh, also, on top of that, we're getting a new pet, and it's a flappy, flappy vampire bat boy called Edward, which I died. Um, I don't know which tier it is, but you bet your bottom dollar. Yeah. I'm gonna swap Mr. Crow for Mr. Edward. Batty bat, you be culling the enemies. Oh, I die. I cry. I, I live. Cry. I did. I fly. <sighs> So, um, yeah, so if, you know, we didn't already have an issue with Corona, putting a Corona... We're going to get to that. Yeah, we're going to, like, put bats in it as well and you know, spread the virus. The bats and the rabies. Um, talking about spreading, do we want to talk about the Great Wasp of 2020? Ah, do you well, want to start with your recount and then I'll go with mine? Or do we just want the... Well, to put... <laughs> To put my defence in, I was obviously, you know, sitting there and this thing sounded like a bee. Now, um, you know, I figured it sounds like something out of the family, you know, the the Hymenoptera family, but, you know. uh, um, So little to my knowledge, the the big-ass bee that I thought hovering around the lounge room was harmless turned out to be a fucking wasp. A big four-centimetre fucking wasp. Now... I don't know if anyone else listening to this or anyone who's not listening to this has been bitten by a wasp before. Apparently, it's a fucking shit experience. I haven't been bit, bitten by a wasp. 
Um, so I'm lucky. I don't want to be bitten by a wasp. Um, I've been, you know, bitten by bees and ants. And for some reason, they have a similar kind of fucking outcome. So wasp definitely would have put me out of work for a week. Maybe two. Maybe three. We don't Second know. Guess we should have, maybe guess. I shouldn't have got full but I was just like, no, don't kill it. Don't kill it. Just let it fly around. It's fine. It's a bee. How you like this big motherfucking bee? This ain't no honeybee. This ain't no bumblebee. This is a fucking flying wind of fucking death thing. Fucking. Yeah, it was not happy. Is that it? Yeah. All right. So yesterday Ugh. afternoon, uh, I just made lunch, cleaned up. And we were running on, I think, like four hours sleep. And yep. so we sat yeah, down and I think we were, we started playing Enola Holmes. And then... Oh, in, our lounge, just quickly, yeah. in case anyone's wondering what Enola Holmes is, it's the it's a movie on Netflix that yeah. isn't canon. So, to Sherlock But Holmes. it was a good movie. Good movie. Um, so, we're sitting down and I'm literally half asleep. And I see this... I hear it before I see it. And I see it go diagonally across the room from where the front door is to the TV room window. And I heard it. And I've gone, oh shit, there's a bee in the house. Right? And then I saw the fluoro yellow. And I've gone, oh. So I scream at you and I'm like, Michael, get the cats. Get out of the room. Go into the hallway. Because Michael is allergic to bees. And yes, while wasps have a different... Venom, and I think it's called Antigen 12. Yeah. We don't know. (laughs) We're not about to take that chance because my mum's mum is allergic to bees and I think, I can't remember if she is also allergic to wasps, but I know she's been bitten by a wasp before and she said it wasn't a very pleasant experience. And you know what? I I don't need to live that experience to understand. Because they just keep going. Going. What's Mm. that meme about... uh, Bees, the function of bees is to pollinate, whereas the function, function, the function, yeah, literally, the function of a wasp is just to fuckinate everything. So, I yell at you to go into the back hallway and shut the door and take as many of the cats with you as you possibly can. I run to the laundry, I get the mortine, and I unleash mortine on this bitch. Oh, and I think I wasted half a canister oh, over the space of five minutes all while Michael is yelling at me like a vegan Don't kill the bee. Eater. Don't kill the bee. Hug, tree hugger saying, don't kill the bee, we have to catch it, we have to release it. And meanwhile, I am screaming and the neighbours are across the road walking their dog because that's the time of day they walk their dog and they can see me through the curtains. <laughs> they haven't seen me in six, oh, six months. So I'm screaming. <laughs> Spraying this wasp, and Michael's like, "It's a bee. You gotta let it live. We've gotta catch it. We gotta release it." And I'm screaming, "It's not a bee, dude! I'm looking at it. It's not a bee." And then I um I sprayed it, let it sit, aired the room out. You got serviettes because you were still really pissed at the fact that I had just murdered a bee. So I said, "Oh, it's a bee, is it? Sure, fish it out." And this man. He got tongs, and not old tongs that I could throw away, but my brand new vegetable-only tongs with the brand new green cook silicon. Did the job. Reaches in, gets this wasp, and I've gone, fuck, it's bigger than what I thought. So I couldn't find a fucking ruler. I it was closer to five centimetres. It was five centimetres, but you know when you spray it, how it contracts because it's a neurotoxin for them? 
I think it was five centimeters. Could find also a ruler. Too, I actually did some further research, and it was not actually a wasp. It was a fucking giant Asian hornet. We don't have Asian hornets in Australia. Sure, fucking looked like one. It wasn't an Asian hornet. Oh, oh no, that's yeah. We don't have Asian hornets in Australia. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it was no. Actually, no, we didn't. Sorry, you're right. It was. We don't have that. No, no, no. Because Asian hornets look more like bees. On the big orange things, sorry. Yeah. Correction, yeah, it was just a big fucking it was a Europe- wasp. It looked like a massive European hornet. Just if... So, yeah, just a European wasp. That's all it was. European was wasp. was it a true? No, it was a true. True wasp. It was a true wasp. Fuck. So, anyway. So, in Unleash the Can, he contaminates my fucking tongs that I then had to throw away and ask him to buy another pair today. And then I've gone, fuck, we need to measure this because if we start telling people... They're not going to believe us, right? So I'm Snapchatting this and sending it to my best friend. And she was like, Stephanie, we need to do something about Michael. And I was like, yeah, I know. And then so I couldn't find a ruler. So are you okay? Yeah. Are you just looking cross-referencing pictures of hornets? It just looks like a yellow jacket. Like the yellow jacket looks very similar. Maybe. Um. So I couldn't find a ruler, grabbed a measuring tape and crunched it. Like, you know how they curl in on themselves? Oh, it yeah. was like three to four centimeters and i wasn't about to start playing with it um and then i said please just flush it and i then didn't want to go away you flushed it and i've gone i don't think it's there michael because what if it wakes <laughs> i pulled my brother and i was like what if it's sleeping <laughs> what if i go to the toilet and it bites me on my ass <laughs> and so i looked and you were like no i flushed it it's gone no it wasn't gone it was floating in the middle of the toilet so i put some toilet paper on it, flushed it, flushed it, flushed it, and I think it's gone. But see, here's the thing. Going into spring, the bees are out, wasps are out. I'd like to say we didn't have the door open. No, somehow Everything was closed. So, it's just, obviously, you know, um, beehives are, obviously, you, you want beehives, yes. but... Wasp nests, completely fucking different story. I remember seeing one of them on the back of a high school. Oh, and also, Mr. Oh, I'm Ooh, from the country. That's what I was screaming. Mr. Oh, I'm from the country. Don't oh, yeah, bugs. And I'm like, yeah, had that work out for you this <laughs> time, buddy? Uh, yeah. Bees. All the bees. You know, he won't be back. I certainly freaking hope not. Because, um,. That was a big bopper. Yeah. Talking about big boppers. There was shells like trying to fucking go smack down on it. That's why I said to you pick, because we'd be okay. I would be fine. I'm not allergic to shit. I'd be a little bit fucked up. You'd be a little bit fucked up. You would at least have gotten leave. Don't tell your boss I said so. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I was more worried about them. That's why I was like, get them out of the room. Get them out. Get them out. And you were like, leave the bee alone. And I was like, that ain't a bee. Sorry. It ain't a bee. Anyway, um, everyone is alive. Everyone is well. No one got hurt except for the wasp. Yeah. It kind of uh, got crushed. But do you know what got hurt? My brain cells. Um, Because at 3 o'clock this morning is when we finally went to bed. And um, I I sent you this thing. And I saw it on Twitter. (laughs) And um, there's this novella out. Um, it's if you've got Kindle Unlimited, it's for free. But we're going to get to that part of the story. It's called "Kissing the Coronavirus." Yeah, no, pass. So I 
ran to you and gave you a live reading oh of God. all 16 pages. Including subtitles. Uh, if you go over to my Goodreads, I made some fantastic fucking notes. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but there's this one review that I want to read you because it, it, she s summarised everything better than I could have done myself. Fung said uh, she shelved it into, uh, these are her shelves, one star worst experience of my life. Next shelf, deranged characters, please get help. And then the third shelf, twists and turns I didn't see coming. And I just need to read this one sentence to you because it was me at three o'clock this morning. Bitches be like, nope, never going to read this. And then go and download this book a second later because it's on Kindle Unlimited. I'm bitches. Well, here's the thing, though. Considering, like, you know, the global population is reading this shit inside, I guess it was an inside joke. You say that? It's got 1.8 <laughs> stars on Goodreads, which might as well be a zero. Um, when we go to the thing... Oh, so basically, what it is, is, is there's this... If you're not familiar with... There's some weird stuff that people publish, right? Um, she was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it. Dr. Alexa Ashington Ford is a part of a crack team of scientists tasked with finding the cure to the devastating coronavirus. Little did she know she would end up falling in love with it in this steamy viral erotica. See, crap like this makes me want to actually try and finish the entire Netflix catalogue. Just... How does this drivel get on to the fucking internet? I mean... You know, we asked this question, uh, but 96 people have read and left reviews. Right? So, according to the rating details, only 13 people have given it 5 stars, 4 people have given it 4 stars, 1 person has given it 3, 12 have given it 2, and the staggering 68% or 66 people have given it 1 star. And all of us were saying, if we could give it zero, we would. But Goodreads doesn't let you do that. And then Leo, Queen of the Rants and Spoilers, says, What in cousin fucking tarnation, Alabama Betty Crocker is fucking Betty White shit is this? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, look on the bright side. Um, worst case scenario, if this shit gets released in Germany... You know, people just go out, you know, hoarding cheese and sausages. You know why? Can I read my... Because it's the worst case. Can I read my comments oh, based God. on highlights? No, no COVID joke laughing. Her perfectly pink manicured nails clash with the pale bubbling <laughs> liquid inside. And here I am like, excuse me, where are your gloves? Oh, H and S. And then I'm like, but why is it bubbling? Oh. <laughs> and then... As the COVID-19 sample got closer to her, she felt the rush. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. Oh, I do believe the word of the fucking flight off, word of the book that just makes no sense is warbling. Fucking, well, I'm not going to use the context oh, that that word was used warbling. in. But okay. Birds we warble. practically spent all day and night here. We may as well be friendly. And I'm like, careful, the experiment sample might get jealous. And then, listen to this. She tore open the box of samples and began running them on the sampleometer. Each sample came up positive and each matched up with the results they had previously obtained from other samples they had sampled. And I'm like, wow, if only that was that easy. Yeah, what the fuck is a fucking sampleometer? And then, uh, well then, we can do it. We can start the trial, Alexa smiled. Yeah, write the letter to the medical council. 
No, said her colleague. We're skipping approval from the medical council. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, no. no? Three question marks. And then, um, so he injects himself with this thing that, spoiler alert, turns him into a COVID man. Um, embodied, like, COVID embodies him. Um, and then for some reason the lights flashed in the book. And then I'm like, is this the possession? Yeah. <laughs> And then the wind settled and Alexa's hair perfectly fell against her shoulders. And then I said, thank the grant gods for that. (laughs) But I'm almost done. You're asymptomatic. You had the virus without even knowing. And then does that mean my colleague was infected because of me? He nodded. And then I'm like, this wouldn't have happened if you wore your mask and social distance. And then he goes, he had undoubtedly taken her breath away. And I'm like, oh no, get this bitch on a respirator. (laughs) And that concludes my live summary. Uh, bad. So bad. So extremely bad. It... I'm surprised you didn't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, please, stop. I don't need to know this. And I'm like, no, 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 listen. <laughs> and, you, and you're like, please, I'm begging you stop. And I'm like, no, I don't. It's almost, it's almost over. It was bad. All right. Um, you very graciously reminded me last week that we didn't do a Halloween theme quiz. Yes. So we're doing one today. Woo. Um, thank you for correcting my errors. Error so ways. this one, we know if you'd survive a horror film based on your question, your answers to these questions. All right. Yep. Yep. You're going to read the first one or you want me to So start? what scares you the most? Clowns, holes, needles, or confined spaces? Uh, I'm going to go needles. Me too. Can I can I share why needles scare me? Sure. Yeah. I have this fear that one day I'm going to be out in public, and someone's going to inject me with something, and for example, an illicit drug, and then I'm going to become addicted to that illicit drug. See, I just I know that's not a normal fear, but then I googled it, and a lot of people have that fear too. I just don't like needles. You know, only because I had in like a, a little case where I was getting just a booster shot when and I was broke a kid, in your skin. and they hit the bone. Oh, so <laughs> since that day, yeah, no, I'd rather. I haven't had a needle in a while. Um, I think the last one was f- no, sorry, that was for we had the flu shot at the start of the year. Yeah. A few years ago, I had to get a blood test um, when I had to get my genotyping for thalassemia and. The lady was like, oh, honey, if it's making you nervous, please don't look. And I'm like, no, I need to watch you penetrate my skin and enter my vein. I need to make sure you're doing it properly. And then I already have anxiety. So my heart's like, so she's feeling these things. And she's like, honey, are you okay? Like, do you want me to stop it? I'm like, no, we keep going. We keep going. (laughs) But anyway, okay, let's continue. (laughs) What's your zodiac sign? Aquarius, Libra or Gemini? Capricorn, Virgo, or Taurus? Sagittarius, Leo, Aries, Scorpio, Cancer, or Pisces? I don't know what that's got to do with anything, but... Fucking funny. Uh, I guess they're using the stereotype of what? Yeah. Aries! And then we've got pick a weapon. Uh, knife, gun, hammer, anything that can be thrown. Well, obviously, I'm not going to choose the anything <laughs> that can be thrown option since they've... Nerf the fucking C4. There's no point in using I'm that. I'm a go gun. Yep. Pew pew time it is. Uh, no. 
So when something scares you, how do you react? Scram, fight, run, drop into a ball. Why does it freeze there? Yeah. Fight, flight, or freeze. Um, it depends on what the situation is. Yeah. For example, if it's far away and coming towards you, I would run. But I would also pee my pants first. <laughs> and, and that's not an option. Um, I'm going to go fight. I'm going to go run. Okay. Uh, what kind of monster would you rather face? A ghost, a demon, a werewolf, or a vampire? Um... I would say ghost because you can lord some power over ghosts and you can say no, thank you. Um, I'm going to go vampire. I can just throw garlic at it. Alright, what'd you get? Okay, I survive. Uh, you barely made it out alive, but you did. Sure, you'll have some serious trauma to work through for years to come for watching everyone around you die, but you're breathing. That's what counts. That's what I got too. And this is a picture of some weird going chick giving cool. us a thumbs up. Wow. Okay. Great to know. Great to know. There you go. Not what I was expecting. Um, well, that's a fantastic segue because um, the people in the town of Texas also got something that they weren't expecting. <laughs> and that's a deadly, deadly brain-eating amoeba. Oh, that's what you want. Um, unfortunately, one little boy passed away that's from this. That's not funny. That's not. Um, so, yeah. Um, which is completely terrible. Apparently, it started, and people on TikTok have been saying that only the racist suburbs are being hit. Like, oh. the white supremacy is like rich people town, so not all of... Yeah. Um... But you know what? It is what it is. But see, the fact that it causes amoebic meningoencephalitis pretty much explains why a lot of people who are deep south have that southern drawl. Those are... <sighs> yeah. Parasites. No, like hookworms. Yeah, hookworms and shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say his name, but you know who we're talking yeah, yeah. about told us and was like, we told him the, him the story. And he was like, oh, it's this. And I'm like... Yeah, and he's yeah. like, Stephanie, that's what I research every day in the lab. And I'm like, I know, I just... Yeah, on the money. On the um, money. Scary shit. So, yeah. <sighs> Apparently, residents of Lake Jackson have been advised to boil their water. Yeah, and then some. And then, apparently, it's also spread to surrounding areas. Shit. Um, and then... I saw some stuff trend on Twitter and people were like, well, the Flint water crisis is technically still happening. No one gives a shit about that. Like, yeah. those residents have been boiling water or buying water for years. Yeah. No one's better than I. No one said anything, which is... Not that I'm saying it's okay that a young child has died and equating that, but I'm just having a discussion. Yeah. But uh, it should have been happening in the first place, but also, you know, these precautions need to be taken because obviously, you know, once the brain damage is done, that's it. Nothing going to reverse it. No. A meningitis is not easy to treat. No, it's not. Encephalitis is shit. Or as some people like to call it, brain swelling. You know, not a good thing. Well, we had to induce it for our MS, um, like, animal model variant. And it's tough. Mm, very tough. Little in a person, so... It's a lot. Uh, today they also had the first presidential debate, which we caught the last like, I, I wouldn't really off. call it a presidential debate. I would more call it two seagulls arguing over a chip. 
Um, and one of them was, I suppose, half seagull, half bald oh, eagle. And the other <laughs> one was half um, seagull, half um, tanning solution. Just, oh, what a joke. What an absolute joke. It's so disrespectful to the nation and to the people. And honestly, I saw someone say on Twitter, I've seen better Twitch moderators. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. Why can't they just mute? Exactly. But then again, you'd be, you know, getting in trouble for, oh, you muted the president. Oh, it's, he's not a president when he's up there talking. And it was, honestly, if he's representing the people for the people, holy shit, that was just deplorable. Absolutely deplorable. And essentially, mostly, I suppose, the most common word was, you know, just, oh, you're a racist, oh, this and that, oh, shut up, oh, you know, just gutter trash. That's all it was. There was no real dynamic on who could potentially... It wasn't even about presidential kind of, you know, ideas or anything. It was just... Clashing of heads. Clashing of heads and him bagging the hell out of Biden. And the bit where he, you know... But Biden also, like, I'm not saying Biden is in any way, shape or form the best candidate or person for the job. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way America works is you vote for one of two people. And you have to go for the lesser of two evils. And fortunately, or also unfortunately, that is the lesser being Joe Biden. basically decorum went out the window. Right. And Mm. so he got flustered he got upset um also they also attacked his son who didn't live off a million dollars a small loan of a million dollars uh unlike someone else we know but i just don't understand no respect nothing and they just can't mute him they can't and he just doesn't listen and then i said to you like didn't they learn didn't he not learn anything the last four years after he did pull the same shit with hillary clinton it was, honestly... When's the next one? I don't know. I honestly haven't really been paying that much attention. But, you know, all I know is, at the moment, uh, Biden is in, in the lead. So, there you go. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Because they're voting in, like, a month. Yeah. More rights. What an absolute... You know, shit fest. There you go. This is why the Westminster system is good. Well, to a degree. Bloody hell, you know. Next one's on the 15th. And then it's the 22nd. One's in Florida, one's in Tennessee. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. What it is is an absolute... Disgrace to what America And you know what? We have no say in it. We just have to basically sit there. No, but the thing is, as much as they're stupid, America sets the tone for global economy. As much as they're not the most... um, Ignore the wind... And the storm that's rolling through. I'm so glad we're on the washing undercover. As much as America is not the most profitable nation, they are 
a, a, a I don't use the word trendsetter on a political scale, but they set the tone for the world, right? And if they fuck up, which they inevitably will, and when he pisses off the wrong person, which he inevitably will, who's going to have to go and clean up his messes? I don't know. The Someone allies. Is. And who's the other A? And I also say A and Z because yeah. we backpack with the New Zealanders. Yeah, um, Who's the only other A on the ally list? Australia and obviously New Zealand. But again, not saying that we're not two separate countries. Also but, Tasmania, but we won't hold that against them. Listen, mate. I think the last six months, Victoria's been doing a lot worse than Tassie has. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Melbourne, we had one job. I just had one question though. How do Tasmanians social distance if they've got two heads? <laughs> it's a good point. It's a fair point. Anyway, um, look, they're, they're doing really well. Um, we're the lowly Victorians at this point. And I love how our biggest issue right now is everyone arguing because the grand final had to be pushed to another state for the first time in history in, what were they saying, 30, 40 years or some shit like that. And I'm like, you dickheads. It's because you can't do anything right. You're not obeying the laws. If you did what we were supposed to do three, four months ago, we wouldn't be in this situation. We would have been out of here yeah. in April, May. I just think that people don't like being told what to do. They don't like following structure. and they just... People are so excited because a couple of days ago, was it Sunday, Monday? I can't remember. Um, he released, he, sorry, he lifted the curfew. So there's no curfew now. And then he's like, oh, you can, a whole, one person from a household doesn't have to be the only person going shopping. You can now return to shopping in groups. Yeah. And then I pulled out a calendar and I was like, as a person who worked in retail management, let me tell you that they're adding the extra two weeks because normally it's um, the six to eight week ride to Christmas when that's when retail starts popping in Australia. Yeah. And that's when you start making and hitting sales targets and stuff. And they just put on a couple of extra weeks because they want the money to correct the economy, which is smart, but also nothing's open. Where are you going to go? A family of bloody five is going to go back shopping now. So that five times as many people can get exposed. Absolutely. That's how we roll. And then, oh, I want to have the COVID normal Christmas. But if you're letting people go out and do dumb shit in a pack of five, what do you think is going to happen? Someone's going to get sick. And then literally we're going to spend another year in lockdown for idiots. Who are like, oh, let's all go out shopping. I don't know what they're doing. I honestly do not know what they're doing. Anyway, um, last news topic before we head into today's, this week's episode. Um, an author from The Verge, uh, Tom Warren, he had to, well, he obviously a lot of people get the Xboxes and the Playstations early. Um, he was lucky enough to spend a week with it. Um, and he played a variety of games, tested load, time, load times, I should say, and let me just say, listen to this. So it takes 21 seconds on average for the Xbox One X to load Warzone. It took him 16 seconds. So what am I paying $800 for, for five seconds of fame? Right? 
And then he tested Red, De Red Dead Redemption, which um, was decreased to 52 seconds from 1 minute 35. Outer Worlds was 6 seconds as opposed to 27. And he went through a ton of other games that I wouldn't necessarily play. But still, you look at Sea of Thieves with 20 seconds for the Series X and the Xbox One X being 1 minute 21 seconds. That's that's a... Oh, you mean No Man's Sky? No, Sea of Thieves. Um, the load time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. That's that's a really good load time. Uh, what's another big map? No Man's Sky, right? Yeah. It's 2 minutes 13 on average with the One X. And then uh, 1 minute 27 yeah, with the much, new... much faster. I don't know. Apparently games also feel smoother. Um... And yeah, you're not stuck on the 30 frames per second thing. And I guess I'll quick resume so you can play now two games at once and flip between them. See, this would be beneficial for co-op. I'd like to see how it would handle co-op. Because I remember that there was an issue with some of the older games that were... I mean, that's if it's backwards compatible. When you played on 360, the co-op mode would actually crash. So, and just do stupid shit. Um, you know, but it's just Halo is what we have been missing. And here's the argument: people will say, "Oh, you're still playing um, Halo. You're still doing this. You're still doing that." It's like, yeah, yeah, I play Halo, but obviously, you know, if you're going to be playing one game type, obviously, you're going to play COD because most people are on playing COD. Sort of a lot of my Halo friends, they don't play much Halo at the moment. I don't play Halo for multiplayer. I play Halo for campaign. And story mode. Yeah. That's, you can stuff around. Spartan Ops, I remember, that was a bit of fun. Um, just running around doing, you know, silly shit and that. But I found going from CSGO to Halo, Halo, you still have to be strategic, but use of shielding and everything... The sniper rifle. But also you take... It's more physics-based yeah. as opposed to Call of Duty where as long as you hit within a, a, a millimetre of a hitbox, you're going to get the kill. Yeah, but you literally have to be on Dead point on. in Halo. That's yeah. why competitive Halo... Is a different league. Is a different league. Playing in those kind of lobbies, I miss them. They get extremely heated. <laughs> very toxic. Very, very toxic. And also, too, when you've got everyone you know, in the lobby, screaming at each other. It is crazy. But you get some people who do some extremely craft, like craftful things to the point they'll be running around in a like a ghost or a banshee and they will literally drop down melee bounce, go back up in the banshee and, and fly off again. On. And they make it look so seamless. seamless. And I still remember a fun one. We were using um, a man cannon and literally this guy kept sniping me. The whole lobby just kept sniping me and I, I had a stupidly you know high death rate but I remember he sniped me that many times I broke the spawn got in the warthog <laughs> got in the man cannon and you're like not today and I literally fired the man cannon cross map cross map <laughs> to his location and managed to splatter kill him and everyone beautiful was, and then he called me a hacker and all this sort of shit it was the funniest thing ever and we just couldn't stop laughing but also with the the warthogs you get a warthog in a man... Oh, sorry, not a warthog, um, a mongoose. You get the mongoose in the man cannon and you shoot those little motherfuckers just gone. But, you know, mean plasma grenades. Oh, where's the plasma grenade? Oh, it's in my face. Bang. Oh, gone. Maybe if you stay back yeah. and split up five kilometres from your friends. 
I remember Halo 2, um, a mate of mine, um, and I got stuck in a cutscene because we'd gone over the... We went to jump the cliff um, because you had to jump a... Ravine. Ravine. Um, And I got killed during the... And I fell off the the Warthog. Um, So the spawn literally kept me in the cutscene. And we couldn't break out of it. Oh, no. Um, So that's why I like to break games, especially, um, what is it, Uh, Dragon... Um, Dragon Ops. I think it was Dragon Ops. Um, Rob, uh, Chopper, C4 the Chopper in the cop in the the cutscene, detonated the Chopper, and he'd only been trying to clear that level for months. Um, we got through it and bang, dead. You know, killed it. So it's my Hall of Fame. Sh- it's my shining moment, my moment of fame. Next time I play it, I'm going to do it again. It was such a memorable moment. It is such a good feeling watching Rob Rage. I do it on purpose. He's still so triggered by you holding C4 that he doesn't like you using it in Warzone. Yeah, I know. I do it on purpose. <laughs> I tell him, I've got C4. And you can hear... <laughs> That's why I do it. <laughs> C4. It is so much fun. I even have ones like... Have you played the game where you hold the, th- like you hold the grenade and you cook them? Play chicken. Oh, Judy does that. Yeah, you, you cook them and yeah. see how long you hold them before you throw them. Yeah. I always fuck it up, hold them and just... Oh, no. Count at <laughs> least three and then you're like, toss it. Um, another one was Rainbow Six. Uh, you basically just run around and throw flashbangs. But the problem is... It... Oh, my God. Have you seen the tacker masks are back oh. on Cold War? I hyperventilated. Oh, my God. I've already planned my loadout class. Hallelujah. Also, too, yes. um, talking about consoles... Um, handheld consoles, the Switch, apparently Luigi's Mansion is off the motherfucking chain. I was talking to a mate at work and he's just been playing Super Mario 2 and 3. He said, I have not played it for so long. Um, I just realized just how much I hate the little turtles that throw up, like the little turtles that throw the hammers. And he said, I just constantly fucking die and it's so much fun. So then... (laughs) I'm like, you do realise that Super Mario 3, um, Mario's actually dying on the front cover. And um, he's going, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> and it's a part where you get Mario where he gets an upgrade and he's got like the, the white overalls and he throws fireballs. But anyways, on Super Mario 3, he's actually jumping. And where the label is, if you track the physics of it, where he's oh, landing, fall through. he's actually falling through a hole in the ground. So he's actually dying on the cover, um, which kind of relates to my gameplay in that game because I'm always dying. How do you multiplayer on a Switch anyway? I, I, is it to do with one controller each? I don't know. Like, because can you have like two or three people playing? You can. Luigi you can pa- Mansion? I think you can party mode it. Because I'm tempted to do it just because apparently the colours, like just the, you know, the actual game is so pleasing to the eye, it's just. You know, one of those really, really good games. The thing is, unfortunately, apparently you have to buy the Switch. Yes. Um, sorry, the, the full Switch, not the light. Yeah. You need the con, like, because only one docks to the television shit. I don't know. Yeah, but also it's beneficial too to get the $30, $30, the um, annual pass, because it's got all the games you can just go through and play. It's got the retro collection I'm there. I'm saving my moolah for the... Um, what you make call it? What's it called? Series X. Yeah, that's the one. 
Alrighty. Anything else you want to say before we head into main topic today? Um, my goal is I've decided that oh, no, over the next so. month of um, this season pass, my goal is to try and get a KD above one. That's my goal. I don't know, and I'll level with you. I don't know if I want to do it again. Really? Because uh, we've got a month. Yep. Till the new game comes out. Yep. I was hoping to have a bit of a reprieve and then jump into... You won't. You're going to go straight into it. (sighs) Because here's the thing. If I do it... I'm a completionist, so then I'll be like, I have to do, I have to do the level 155. I have to do, I actually don't need to spend money on Battle Pass because no, I have all the points. You can just get it. From the last one for finishing it. Yeah. Um, so can, that's all right. Getting to 100 is fine. You can just roll it out. And literally. then I don't want to have to go through the ribbons again. No. Because that did the Warzone, oh, sorry, the Battle Royale. Challenges were the ones that are freaking... And the shit is, the shit part is, when, for example, say the team revives, when you need to do the team revives for the challenge, it yep. takes you... You can only do one team revive in six matches that you play. But when you're doing it and you've completed the ribbon, you can get four or five in one game. Yeah. Just the pressure of having to do that is what gets to me. But I don't know. You know, it'd be good if you could actually go back and complete, you know, previous seasons, you know... Battle passes and ribbons and stuff. I think I started on four. Or three or four. I think it was... I can't remember. So, um... Yeah. Alrighty. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Um, welcome to the... Portion of the episode. Today we're going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials. But which trials are we talking about? The Salem ones. Which ones? The Salem Witch Trials. But which witch is which? The series of hearings and prosecutions of people accused of witchcraft in colonial Massachusetts. But which? Uh, between which, February of nineteen, sorry, sixteen ninety two and May of sixteen ninety three. Which happened? Yes, which happened, and uh, more than two hundred people were accused. But to which witches was which? Are we going to get into it? We're going to get into which witch though. Yes, we're going to get into the witch witches. But the question is, uh, were any of those witches from Ipswich? No, none of them were from So none Salem. of the witches switch. They were from Salem. They were from Salem. The Salem witches. Anyway, so in 1641... There was witches. Not yet. The in Puritan legal code was written up, and that established a hierarchy of crimes. Um, and the list is ranked from worse to not so worse. <laughs> um, idolatry, which is having an, a false god... Yep. Witchcraft, blasphemy, murder. Oh, really? <laughs> poisoning, and bestiality. Oh, gosh. Um, and I guess when you juxtapose that today, it's, there's a bit of a disparage to some of these quote crimes, unquote, like idolatry and witchcraft. Like, we don't have the idolatry being illegal so today. So, here's a question, though. Would witches get into trouble if they failed a spelling bee? I guess the one that I didn't expect on that list was poisoning. Yeah. Um, because I'm thinking to myself, like, how many people were poisoning each other in the 1600s? And then I was thinking to myself, like, I would imagine if a slave accidentally didn't cook something enough, would that count? True. It's poisoning or whatever. 
But like, how many people are out poisoning people in the 1600s? What? Just some, but why? I don't know. Also, too, what was with all the fancy names? Because they were from Britain. No, but like, I of Newt, Ear of Toad. Why was it never like Eye of Potato or like Ear of Corn or, you know, all of a fucking <laughs> head of lettuce? We're making a fucking broth. Oh, look at this. Oh, you can't be doing that. Mabel. It wasn't that kind of, it wasn't that kind of witchcraft. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. It wasn't Hocus Pocus Smokus. Hocus Pocus. It was mate. different. What the? Oh, no. You've ordered How the... How about in... you just let me get into it and then... You ordered the incorrect Uber to the cottage. Yes. In the 1600s, oh, I'm no. sure. Nathaniel with his cart. Nathaniel with his pitchfork and his fucking cart of hay. Hey there. Ha ha. So you got some grass roots. All right. So in January of 1962... I'm so dyslexic. 1692. Yeah, I know, right? Elizabeth Paris... And Abigail Williams, who were 9 and 11 respectively, um, were the daughter and niece of Salem's first ordained minister, Samuel Paris. All right. So good old Lizzie and Abby, they start acting what was described as strange for the time. Um, Because, you know, young girls aren't supposed to scream or yell. Uh, They don't throw stuff around or anything. Um, Well, they started reading books. Oh, shit. We can't be having that. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, what they crocheted out of the fucking lines? <laughs> wow! Oh, geez, we can't be having this shit, Samuel. Educated women. What are you doing? You know how to speak proper English? Wow! Geez, shame on you. Fuck. So these girls, apart from learning to read and write, knew how to contort their bodies, and that was quite alarming to the townspeople. Um, well, sorry. You go. No, you. No, you go. No, I'm finished. No, I'm waiting go. for your commentary. No, you go. No, because as soon as I start reading my notes, that's when you're gonna have something. No, go for it. <laughs> so they like to contort their bodies, and they, um, when they were asked, they said, um, "An invisible person is biting and pinching us." And then that flashed me back to my brother talking mad shit. Oh, there was this one time where I was washing the dishes and my mum was in the laundry. And my brother was sitting in the TV room. And so he didn't realise that you can hear the tap running throughout the house. Because <laughs> he was dumb. So my mum's in the laundry and she hears my brother screaming as if I'm tickling him or hurting him to some degree. And he's like, stop, Steph, Steph, you're hurting me, stop doing that, Steph. And I'm there washing dishes and I'm like, I'm fine, you're about to get yourself fucked up. And so I didn't hear my mum because she's like, she, she, she took stunt classes in stealth. So she comes up and she's like, and me washing dishes. And looking at my brother writhing on the couch. And she was I'm committing an act of, an act of murder. murder. And, she, and she's looking at me. And she's looking at you. And she's just like, oh, really? Let me show you. Anyway. So, sorry that triggered me. So, apparently, this invisible force is tickling and pinching the girls. Right, okay. Right. So suddenly, other young girls in town, like 11-year-old Anne Putnam... (laughs) She was putting them in the wrong places. (laughs) She started to act 
this way too. Um, and this is where I was like, I really wanted to do some genealogy. <laughs> and find out what happened to these girls and their Well, families. obviously they wound up non-existing. <sighs> That's what you'd think. But hold on, it's about to get really twisted. Yeah. Um, so... The fam, the parish family calls upon the town doctor, um, and you know that's normal. And this guy, who I would assume is very well versed in you know physiology, anatomy, biochemistry, he's been practicing evidence-based medicine for Wait decades. For definitely not psychiatry. Because <laughs> um, you know a legit stand-up guy, practicing evidence-based legit medicine. stand-up guy probably had a pegged leg named Pete. <laughs> this is serious. So. So this guy, he just, in his, all of his experience, you know, medical marvel that he is well-versed, he says Charlton. that this uh, odd behaviour is due to supernatural causes and that these girls were, quote, under an evil hand. Well, what? Did someone have their head in a fucking bucket of apples? Bobbing for <laughs> apples? Ooh. So anyway, um... This doctor, he unknown, he's allegedly the only person... Sorry, that person down the main street honking the horn really pissing me off. Um, he was the only doctor in the village. He didn't have a name. And um, education wasn't available as readily as it is now. Yeah. For the privileged few, obviously. So he could most likely read but not write. Wow. So he has no... Rogue learning. Log books. No. He's got no case notes. He has no diaries of his diagnoses, his treatments, um, symptoms that he observed, so on and so forth. Just right? all verbal. And then so I thought to myself, no wonder why people have a law for poisoning because these darn doctors can't write bloody prescriptions. Yeah. <laughs> and but they're you know, killing it's, people. It's funny where you, like, you go in and people write all this doctor's scribble and it's like, oh, yeah, I know what that is, but you write it clearly and... Everyone's like, what the fuck does that mean? My favourite thing is, I used to do this in uni because I have a treacherous handwriting, but it's deliberate because I'm working in the field of medicine, alright? I'm going to be a doctor one day. I'm not supposed to read my writing. It's for me to read my writing. As long as I understand my writing, that's all that matters. And so I was taking notes one day and some other girl leans over and she's like, what does that say? You know who I'm talking about. Yep, yep. But we ain't going to say who. Yeah. Um, and she's like, what does that say? Because she used to do a bit of the copy, copy on the sidey. Yeah. Um, and would, if you hid stuff in your bag, she would go copy, through your copy, bag. Get real stroppy. She would get go through your bag to get your stuff. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, I can't read it. What does it say? And I'm like, it's not for you to read. It's for me to read. It's my writing. It's my work. Anyway, so basically, these doctors be poisoning people. So the month of February rolls around, and two magistrates roll into town. Uh, Jonathan Corwin, also known as the owner of the uh, Jonathan Corwin house. You know that big black one in Salem that everyone likes to take their happy, happy Instagram photos in front of uh, during uh, Halloween and stuff. So Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne pressure Lizzie and Abby to tell them who is behind this madness because, you know, two underage girls would be able to tell him that. And so these two girls accuse three townswomen. Uh, Sarah Osborne, who hadn't been to church because she was suing her, their uncle, or father uncle, um, Samuel Parrish. Sarah Good, who was a pregnant mother with a young daughter. And Tichuba, known only by her first name. Um, 
we're gonna get into Digibus, I'm not dismissing her like they did, but it makes sense if I talk about it a little bit later on. Um, so these girls say that these women are the reason why they have had such bizarre behaviour. Um, both Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good professed their innocence, but they died as a result of the trial. Um, and this becomes a lot darker, but Tichiba, um, she was actually one of Samuel Paris's slaves. Um, and she gives no shits, allegedly, and this is allegedly, uh, and she allegedly admits that she was causing this and that she had afflicted the girls. Um, and this is where I question how much she's able to convey, given the fact that I doubt she'd be anything more than fearful in this situation, and I'm more than sure that there was some racism involved because um, of her standing and the fact that she was, in fact, a slave. But she apparently said in a quote, the devil came to me and bid me serve him. Um, and so it's believed that Tichibur got the girls and would tell them ghostly stories and tell them about witchcraft and then I had to do some more digging and apparently the witchcraft they were talking about was voodoo. Yeah. I nearly cracked a joke then, like with that, like the name. I'm just like, don't, don't crack No, joke, she's don't. actually an innocent woman and we're going to get to that later. Yeah. Um, because obviously we know a lot more about racism these days, um, and it's a thousand percent believable that she would be, she, like, you can't dispute the fact that she was forced to confess. No. Um, let's call her spade a spade. She was tortured in order to, you know, to confess. Um, and so here's the thing. We only know her name. We don't know where she was stolen from. Um, people have hypothesized that she was Native American. People have hypothesized that she came from... Um, like she was a slave off a boat in Africa. People have said Barbados. Um, so bottom line, what exposure to the English language does she have other than that of her captors? Um, and she's not going to use those words. And another thing that I thought of was, I could be completely off base, but I don't believe she would subscribe to Christianity. No. Um, she wouldn't have known what the devil represented at all, because if she's... Teaching voodoo, that's a different, like, that's a people in Africa weren't talking about God no. as, you know, as the Western world is, quote-unquote. Anyway, um, her testimony was the longest in all the trials. During her speech, she outlined visions of eerie animals, such as red cats, yellow birds, and black dogs. And then I'd never heard of red cats before. Nothing in, like, the supernatural realm came up when I googled that, or yellow birds. But black dogs stuck out a bit to me because I know it's a tradition for a lot of cemeteries to bury a black dog because it's there to say that you're protecting the peace of the sleeping from the devil. Yeah. It's like, in a lot of cemeteries, even in Victoria, um, the first thing to get buried in that park is a black dog because it's there to ward off the devil um, and then depending on what Wiccan law you side with, black dogs can be a good thing, like a guardian, or they could be a bad thing, like an Odin, o omen of death. So, I don't know what the significance of that is. But anyway, um, back to her trial. She allegedly obviously admits that and says that there were other witches in town. Apparently, during her testimony, she went blind at one point, and the magistrate's reason that it was because the devil was punishing her for working with them. And turning on him and admitting everything in court. 
Um, so the poor thing goes on to spend a year and three months in jail, and she was one of the last to be released after trials were concluded. Poor Sarah Good, her husband gave a testimony against her and said that she would easily be a witch even if she wasn't one and that the young daughter was one too and that caused their daughter to be in prison for a short time and then they got her to testify against her mother um, and then released her and Sarah, because she was pregnant, she gave birth in jail and sadly the baby didn't make it um, and because of that she was convicted and hung days later because they didn't want to harm her while she was still carrying yeah because technically the child isn't innocent unless it's a proven antichrist um so yeah they waited for her to deliver to mourn the loss of her child and then they were like okay we're gonna hang you now yeah um so historians believe that because the town was a settlement of Puritans, which apparently are British Protestants, they weren't phased by the committed crime. So the act of being or conducting witchcraft wasn't the issue. They just wanted to have, so for example, say that I cursed you. They wouldn't care about the fact that I cursed you. They would just want me to repent for the fact that I practiced the curse to curse you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, so they were just like, as long as you admit your wrongdoing, you repent, we'll release you. Um, otherwise, if you don't repent, we're doing the Lord's work and killing you. And it's like, well, you tell yourself whatever you need to say to sleep at night, but it is what it is. It's murder either way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they couldn't, if they didn't do it that way, wouldn't have fit into their teachings, would it? And their view on the Bible, because otherwise they would be the murderers. So on the 27th of May, 1692, the court of Oya and Termina was established by the governor of Massachusetts, um, William Pipps. And so eight girls who resided in Salem Village were suddenly all afflicted with witchcraft and the crowd in attendance was very rowdy and people were shouting. Um, everyone wanted to give testimony and say how they were being manipulated by the witches. But the first woman brought in for trial was um, Bridget Bishop, and she was a bit on the elderly side, and she was a town gossip. And um, we know that women aren't allowed to talk and express their opinions now, let alone in the 15th century. So you could quite easily guess that she was determined guilty of witchcraft, um, and she was the first person executed during the Salem Witch Trials. Um, and then between July and September of 1692, 18 more people were found guilty of witchcraft and were executed. Um, interestingly, four of these people were men because, uh, especially for the time, um, and because men are sexist and when they fear women or don't understand her, she just must be a witch. Yeah. Um, one of the men, George Burroughs, get this, he was a Harvard-educated minister. So uh, arguably one of the smartest minds in Salem Village. Right. <laughs> um, he was accused by the other witches of being the mastermind behind... I guess they're coven. Yeah. Um, and if you thought that was weird, please buckle up. Keep all limbs and appendages inside the vehicle. In the vehicle. At all times. You know, you want to make sure that everything is convenient when dealing with a coven. Yeah, so George is testifying in court, Ooh. right, defending himself. And people are like, he bit me. He just bit me. And then people are like, um, okay, show me. And then they'd lift their sleeves and there would be a bite mark. Okay. Even though he's on the other side of the room testifying. Um, 
And then allegedly these, don't ask me how they did dentistry records in 1692, but apparently yeah. uh, it matched up with his teeth. <laughs> and here we have murders today. Yeah. Where, look at Ted Bundy, they wouldn't let his teeth be matched. Yeah. Let alone... Pfft. Anyway. Um, so, I reckon they bit themselves, but it is what it is. And there's this... We know there's no doctor in town. Like, so who's doing this, these dental records? And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, because they didn't have, like, surgeons back then. You'd go to your barber. Oh, maybe it remember? was a farrier. And then some like oh shoot for good luck sir. Oh, is the barber doing a forensic imprint <laughs> of his guy's teeth set in the cast and the mold? Anyway, so apparently George was also summoning spirits into the courtroom, some of which were his ex-wives who thirsted for blood and the injustice against their husband. Um, and then the chief justice alleged that George was given an invisibility cloak by the devil, and that's how he committed his crimes. Against but, the girls. But did he live under the staircase? Um, so, coming from a justice that sealed George's fate, and he was sentenced to death by fire, it's claimed that he recited the Lord's Prayer without any mistakes, which would have gotten everyone riled up because witches were thought not to be able to do that. Um, so townspeople started turning on each other, and then they pulled out the even bigger guns on the wise old Chief Justice. Um, and then on the 3rd of October, 1692, Increase Mather, these names do they send me, which um, he was a Puritan, Puritan minister. Um, I was dying to find out what his take is. But he implored the court not to consider spectral evidence in the trials. Do you know what spectral evidence is? Spectral. Spectral evidence. Do you know what spectral evidence is? Well, sounds very ghosty if you ask me. We're going to get to it. <laughs> um, so, they conveniently bring in the governor's wife. You know, the guy who, who signed all this off? They bring in Mary for interrogation. And then this is where the governor loses his shit. Um... And he shut this shithole down faster than Arrow does a crime syndicate in the TV show CW, right? He shut that shit down. Cancels all trials, halts all the arrests, and he starts to release people. And, again, keep in mind that this is the same moron who not only established the court of Oya and Termina, but is essentially the person to blame yeah. for all this hysteria and death, right? But his wife? No, no, no. How dare you? So he's panicking, and he has to obviously save, you know, save his face. So he forms a superior court of uh, judicature and does not permit them to consider testimonies of spectral evidence in their trials. And I'm like, okay, what is spectral justice? Like, surely it's not spirits and shit, right? And boy, did I mean shit myself. <laughs> um, spectral. Ev this is the definition. <laughs> spectral evidence is a form of evidence based upon dreams and visions. So basically, if we lived in the 1700s, or 1692, and I had a dream that our neighbour Ben across the street was going to come one day, bust into our little hut and machete murder me, I could take Ben to court and say, uh, Chief Justice, I had a vision that Ben across the street busted into my house and murdered me with a machete, and they would take poor Ben... 
and that would be evidence. It's fucked. Right? So, that's what spectral evidence is. Um, and was submitted into court during the Salem Witch Trials by our good old boy, the Chief Justice, whose name is uh, William Stoughton. So after all that, uh, 20 people were executed in these trials of hysteria. Uh, 14 were women, 6 were men. There are a lot of conflicting documents and statements, um, although it's believed that around 13 people died in jail while on charges for witchcraft. And that, unfortunately, doesn't count uh, Sarah's infant child so that she delivered. Also, too, would that mean, technically, um, if I dreamt that you know we were out of food, we could charge someone for stealing our food? If you dreamt that someone was coming to you... For example, say that you dreamt that I ate us out of house and home, right? And it was to commit violence against you. You could then go to the Chief Justice and say, Excuse me, sir, my housemate is a bitch. She's trying to starve me. She ate all my food. And then you'd be like, That bitch a witch. Let's look her up. So, essentially... If you dreamed it, if you hallucinated it... Wow. It was evidence. Wow. So, you know, if I hallucinated... Well, if you hallucinated that I'd gone through and eaten 50 waffles... I'd be in prison for eating all the waffles. Even if yes. It, but even though my limit would be 30. We shouldn't be joking about it, but yes. Right. Right? People died under this shit. So, yeah. Um, all the accusers were women between the ages of 9 and 20. And this is unique because historically, witch trials were held due to uh, the accusations of men. Um, and so what's a lot less well known is that the, why the arrests were made in numerous towns. Sorry. So basically, towards the end, it wasn't just Salem. Um, that it, some of the hysteria went past the town. Well, look at it this to, way. The hysteria literally went from Salem to slay them. You know? Well, yeah. Well, um, yeah. nearby towns, which we know today as Danvers, um, Andovia and Topsfield, were also involved um, it's it was the deadliest witch hunt in the history of colonial North America, um, because during the 17th century, only 14 other women and two men had been executed in Massachusetts and Connecticut during this. So, if you literally did anything that went against public order or like just didn't like what they have to say, you were gone. Like, what's an elderly woman who's a town gossip? Yeah, gonna do? She's a dumb witch. Oh, we don't like it. You talk it. too much? You're dead. Get out of town. Um, so none of the people... Was that your toe or was that something else? Mm, I think you showed my toe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so none of the people who died at the hands of the people of Salem ever admitted to witchcraft, unless you believe that Tijiba's statement was accurate, which I do not. Um, and all the 20 executed people were not given a proper burial, which we all know is a big F you. Um, because it's believed that if your your spirit can never rest and you'll be held here forever if you're not given a proper farewell. Uh, they were buried in unmarked graves in the town, but no one knows exactly where. There's a lot of speculation that they were buried in Gallows Hill, um, and this lends support to the fact that people say Gallows Hill is very, very, very haunted. I'm not saying I believe in hauntings, but I imagine if they did exist and those people were buried there... It wouldn't be a place I'd like to visit. No. Not at all. Um, 
so there's no really concrete evidence as to why the Salem Witch Trials began, but there are some theories that I'll very quickly walk you through. They're very rangy. Some are plausible in some aspects. But as we go through them, I want you to tell me what you think about each one. Um, I think I have five in total. But they're really short. So Emily Oster, who's a Harvard PhD, um, she said that there may have been an economic explanation. She published a paper in the Journal of Economic Perspectives and she wrote that there was a little ice age, so like a, a cold front, right? Like an El Nino event um, between 1550 and the 1800s. And it intensified between 1680 and 1730, which is a range of where mm-hmm. this was all going down. And she said that this caused problems with the economy, leading people to blame each other for their hardship. Strange. Um, I feel that essentially economy will play a part of it. Um, But obviously too, if there's economic hardship, you're going to have people in the population who are going to be trying to gather resources and obviously... And tear the rich people down. They want to tear rich people down. So how do you, you know, free up some of that... Cash. Economy... Yep. You get rid of them. Uh, Linda Carparil, who's a behavioural scientist with a PhD, um, she suggested that the townspeople could have become exposed to ergo, which is a fungus that can be found in grains like rye. And that's why George was such a fun guy. Um, ingestion. She said that ingestion reportedly causes confusion, hallucinations similar to LSD, muscle contractions that resemble seizures. We know the girls were contorting their bodies. Vertigo and crawling and tingling sensations. Remember how people said that they felt like they were being pinched and shit. Um, Nerve endings playing up. Well, we're going to get there. Um, it's well known that the colony grew rye and that there was a little ice age. Um, therefore, it could have caused more moisture in the air, which is perfect for microbes <laughs> yeah. to incubate in rye storage. They had rye storage and then it went awry. Um, and it almost perfectly fits the history events, but one of the most common symptoms is gangrene. And yeah. no one in town had gangrene. Hmm, interesting. So, because that would be a lack of blood supply. Yes. So no one had that. Like, while it explains the seizures or, like, the contorting of the bodies and the weird sensations but and stuff. Imagine if people, but there were some people back then who had, you know, diabetes, but they didn't know what diabetes was. And then, obviously, they're extremely... Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Um, then there's what we know today is mass hysteria, um, that people, especially white people, will believe in anything, especially if it makes them feel safe. And because people are sheep... Uh, the only thing that really changes, let's be honest, is the shepherd. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was an element of mass hysteria. I don't think that's debatable. But I don't think it was. It's, I don't think it's up for debate. But I don't think it's the sole reason everything went to shit. Um, so there was this merchant in Salem, and his name was Robert Califf. And he accused Samuel Paris, so the girl's dad and uncle, um, the parishioner of the town. He exploited the tri- exploited the trials for socio-political gain within the town. Um, and he accused Samuel of having forced his slave, Tichiba, to admit to witchcraft to get some of his diminishing power back in the town when the paranoia was circulating. Yeah. Very weird. Um, then there's the theory that witches are and were very real, um, and that they either redirected the spotlight onto the falsely accused to stay safe, or they cursed the town 
led everyone into hysteria and said, let's move south to New Orleans. New Orleans. Where, you know, they also have a, well, Louisiana voodoo. That's what I'm saying. Um, some modern historians are less inclined to focus on biological explanations and they would rather instead explore motivations like jealousy, spite and need for attention. In 1702, the general court declared the trials had been unlawful. In 1706, Anne Putum Jr. apologised for her role as an accuser. Uh, 22 of the 33 people who were convicted were exonerated in 1711 by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, which also paid um, £600 to the families of the victims as, you know, hush money. In 1957... The state of Massachusetts formally apologised for the trials. In 1992, 300 years after the trials, a memorial was erected in Salem. Um, and near the memorial, they have a stone courtyard. And on both sides, they have 10 benches. And um, on those benches, they have a name. So each person that died at the trials has their name engraved in this seat. And it goes across the whole courtyard. Yeah. Um, like, it bears the names to compensate for the fact that they didn't know where the berries, but the bodies were buried. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they wanted to give them a much more proper kind of thing. Um, and then in 2001, the last of the 11 convicted were fully exonerated. Uh, the abuses of the Salem witch trials would contribute to changes in US court procedures. It played a role in the advent of guarantee to the right to legal preservation, uh, legal representation, right to cross-examine one's accuser and the presumption of innocence rather than of guilt. So you're innocent until proven guilty rather than your legal guilty. team has to prove your innocence. Yeah. So it's essentially in the power of the prosecution to prove that what you did was unlawful um, as opposed to you're heading into jail. And in some aspects, like, for example, Chris Watts, what the fuck are you going to do? You did that. Yeah. Own up to that shit. Don't blame the mother. Yeah. Like, you're going to go into that knowing... This this asshole has no defense. He did it. You know he did it. Yeah. But you still have to act like. You know you still have to provide the evidence. Say this is this. This is this. But it is what it is. Um, and yeah, the Salem witch trials and the witch hunt are metaphors for the persecution of minority groups today. Um, and we still don't know. And one of the most extreme things about it all is. We don't know why the court accepted wild accusations of children. And then people... I saw some stuff on Reddit. And they were like, what if those girls had the hots for the husbands of those women? Yeah, so they got them and killed so they could... Get in. And I'm like, but they're 8 and 11. Yeah. They're all trying to get a beat Get in with the guys. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, it's plausible, but also I don't want to think about an 11-year-old thinking no. about how they have a hots for a no. middle-aged man. But, you know. Um, so, as you can imagine, we all know about the town of Salem. It has a massive, bustling tourist industry, especially this time of year being October. You can visit the Corwin House. If I showed you a picture of it, Michael, mm. you'd know what it looks like. I... We saw it in Kyla's vlogs, that house. Yeah. Right, that's his house. And um, you can go to do tours of it and shit. 
uh, it's a museum and it's always over Instagram during Halloween. Apparently he would discuss accusations in the parlour of his home. Apparently it's haunted. Um, the Paris house itself is also an archaeological site. The structure itself isn't there anymore, but it looks like it's a fenced off little plot and you can descend a little bit because it's like snow, right? But um, they use rocks and stones to outline where the house and the rooms of the house would have been. Like the structure isn't there anymore, but you can descend into like where the foundations of the original parish house would have been. Um, and the courtyard where all the benches are. People do a lot of spirit box sessions and shit. But it's like, be respectful. Yeah. Apparently it's a really eerie and solemn place. Would be. Yeah. yeah. But that is it. That is the episode of The Seven Witch Trials. Nice. What are your thoughts on it all? Yeah, it's very much... I think back in those times, obviously, if you go... I mean, if you go right back to medieval history, there's obviously going to be different kind of economic and sociological issues. Nowadays, we understand what's going on, but back then they wouldn't. So... Obviously, fear-mongering would play a heavy price um, and a heavy role, but also, too, the ability of social groups to influence, you know, propaganda, you could easily just run people out of town on that. Oh, so-and-so didn't, you know, bring the right Tupperware. Okay, witch, dead, bye. So, you know... Imagine that. Oh, I want this piece of land. This family lives on it. Bang. All witches dead. Oh, get sorry. My daughter's being possessed by them. Yeah. You know, get the land. There you go. Now the, now we can build that easement that we you know, wanted to put in. Mm. Bullshit. Yeah, it should have happened. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just... And it's very interesting because before I researched this, I thought it was very male-driven. Because what I know this is going to sound really stupid, but watching Hocus Pocus, yeah, it was the men it's, doing it's all the thing, and so it's like, oh shit! So it was young girls directing a court of proceedings. Yeah. So know. essentially, it was like the the knitting circle kind of got a little bit stabby stabby, <sighs> literally, in the back. They went from crocheting to coveting. Literally. Mm. There you go. I don't know. Um, apparently, like, tickets for the court... It's called the Witch House now, instead yeah. of the Corwin House, right? And COVID, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, oh, sorry, they did cancel them. They had, like, on the second they were going to do lanterns in the village, a special event. Um... And they cancelled all their events. But normally they're like bustling and you have to purchase tickets. Jeez. Like almost a whole year ahead of time. Yeah. Um, self-guided house tours, nine bucks. Well, you, these are US values, right? Nine bucks for an adult, seven for a senior. If you age between six and 14, it's five. Kids under six are free. Shit. Um, but it's like a like money maker. Yeah. Thing. Party up. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, this stuff's really interesting to me. I don't know. I just, in terms of the legal precedent it's set. Yeah. But yeah, alright. Um, that's it for me. Cool beans. Anything else from you? No. I, I hope you found it intri- like, yeah. uh, inf- inf- informative. That's the word. Yeah. I'm being informational. Informational. <laughs> Very informational. All the information. No, it was good. Very nice. 
very nice. Lots of spice. Very spice. Uh, you'll hear from us. This episode is going up on the Wednesday, so you can hear from us on the Sunday. Yep, we'll be back Next, on Sunday. Um, for our double episode extravaganza. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a great, safe, healthy day or night, whatever it is, wherever you are. Yep. Here's Full Metal Chicken. Oh, yeah. I am Steph Fafar. We're controllers and couches. We are. Um, you can find us. Where can they find? Let me go back we to can, all You can find us on the internet or at your local <laughs> um, library. Maybe. Uh, we have a topic request form, so you can submit um, what topics you would like us to cover. We're on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Cash Show, Google Podcast, Listen Notes, Luminary, Player FM, Podbean, Podchaser, Radio Public. You can subscribe via your email. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Swoot, and TuneIn. And Overcast, we've re-upload all our podcasts to YouTube in a video format. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and we have an email address. Yep. Um, we stream twice a week, <laughs> minimum, when yeah. the servers let us. When they set um, us, yeah. I'm Steph Afar, you don't have a Twitch because you don't want to... No, I'm just twitchy. You just... They can hear the commentary because I have the chat link cable. Yeah, I just, I just screech in the background. Yep. Um, that's what I do. That's my job. I screech. That's right. it. That's what you're here for. I'm I here for the screeching. It. And you know what? I've just settled for the fact that I enjoy being a pain in the ass. <laughs> so that is my game style. I can. But see, the thing is, you watched me the other day. When I play a game, you yes. saw me snipe. You were even like, what? So 90% of the time, I'm a complete... <laughs> okay. Just... Can I just say? Yeah. I love playing with you and your brothers. Yeah. However, there are times... Oh, when yeah. the three of you say to me, listen, Steph, we want you to play with us, I expect a little bit of tactical gameplay. Oh, yeah. I expect a little bit of help. I don't want to just be like, all right, boys, jump into my bag. I'm going to carry you. Yeah, do it. All right? I need people to play objectively. I need people to call out their shots. I need people to communicate about the shit happening in game. I get you want to be shitty about shit that's happened to you, but I need you to tell me where the shots are coming from. I need you to ping. I need you to communicate. But see, there's times where the three of you guys will be literally over in, you know, Superstore, and I'll be literally in farmland looking because at a tractor. Because you don't fly, you don't run with the squad, and no. you do this thing where if someone kills you, you're like, I need to go back for revenge. Yes, yes, So I you do. dive bomb on them, yes. and you spend three quarters of the game yes, I do. split apart from the group. Yes, I because do. Because you think the 50th time I do this is the time I'm going to get the guy. But I do get them. You see me get them. All and right, that is it. Thank you so much, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And we'll chat to you on Sunday. Try the muffins. Bye-bye. And the biscuits. And we are out. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. Yeet. And you're supposed to say and also with you. I know, right. Also with me. Yep. Adios. Bye-bye. We'll be back.